Hi, my name is Dr. Julie Vajik-Smith and I'm widely known as one of key Australian-based influencers when it comes to promoting elder wellbeing. I'm lucky to have a mix of skills, clinical experience in treating common mental health conditions in late life, research skills, my doctorate examined wellbeing in home care workers, and in my postdoc, I researched on decision-making in dementia. I'm well-connected with both professional and research teams here in Australia and abroad. You are listening to a special six-episode edition of my podcast, Voice of Aged Care, where we tackle some of the key challenges that arise in the aged care workforce. These include dealing with change, worker resilience, stress and burnout, boosting productivity, engagement and coping strategies. I simply know that we are all here to do our best and to be our best. So let's look at the factors that can influence how we think, feel and act and impact our sense of connection and well-being at work. Thank you for joining me. everyone welcome to another episode this is a special edition we're looking at better productivity in aged care this is episode four out of the six special edition workforce factors that we're looking at um, in this edition so what I wanted to talk to you about today is productivity especially if you're working in the aged care context so what we're going to talk about in this episode includes looking at core elements of productivity the barriers to productivity, individual strategies for boosting productivity, as well as some strategies that you might use for your team. So regardless if you work by yourself or if you work um, in a large organization, I'm fairly confident that you will find something useful in this episode that's going to assist you in your role. Because let's face it, working alone in aged care is unheard of um, and we all need to work as part of a team. So some of the teams might be a little bit more intimate and have more face-to-face conversations and contact, whereas some teams might be a little bit more more remote. So if you're a health professional uh, that goes out on your own to see people either in their homes or people come to see you in your rooms or you go into aged care settings, your, your connection and working relationship with the nursing staff is paramount. And not only, you know, um, in terms of getting more referrals and more work, it is more so about getting the best outcomes for your clients. So even though you might not necessarily see yourself as someone who works in a team, this still applies. You're still in some virtual team in terms of the care team for this you know individual client that you've got and the supports around them. So let's look at initially what is productivity and more specifically like who finds it difficult to be productive? Any of you likely to be procrastinating and putting off something that you need to do? I know that you know sometimes it's been a challenge for me with um you know, number of different pressures that I have on and um, deadlines that I've self-imposed. They're the worst ones because then, they, you know, it's so easy to just think you can move them around and, and have a little bit more flexibility around, oh, it's not due so soon. Um, even this podcast recordings, you know, it's like, oh, you know, maybe I can do that episode another time. And, and so it can be a little bit more difficult to stick to your targets and your deadlines. But, you know... 
it, apart from that, it is even about, you know, when, when you are there, if you go, well, you know, I can't cancel going to work, um, how we go about reaching the targets and goals that we need to work on. And productivity is is difficult. And so, and procrastination for people, it's, it's you know, end product, we procrastinate because we're not productive. But procrastination is different forms in different people. So for some people, you know, their procrastination could be more about, you know, they, they, you know I've got to clean everything or, you know, perpetuating or sidetracking, uh, spending time on social media, maybe they're researching, snacking. Um, so there's all these different types of procrastination that we could engage in that impact our productivity. So there's no one fall for all, like not everyone's constantly on social media, not everyone's, you know, constantly sidetracking. And and so the the core elements of what we look at in terms of our productivity is how can we get the best out of us with least amount of resistance and how can we perform at a level that is sustainable so that we're not doing this boom-bust performance whereby like we work so hard one day that we totally burn out and next day you know two days maybe we need to get uh, some time off just to recover and to, to take it easy how can we do sustainable productivity that allows us to promote good healthy work-life balance that enriches us that promotes our own self-worth our strengths and, you know, that makes us feel good at the end of the day. So I've got a heaps of strategies for you in this episode. And so please stick around and, um, you know, we'll, we'll do it one thing at a time. And I'll try not to get too sidetracked and, and really be quite um, to the point so that, you know, I'm not procrastinating and just blabbing on unnecessarily. Okay. Um, I wish I was talking to you guys more in a room rather than through this podcast episodes because I do love social interactions and doing, um, you know, training in person and and being able to connect and and really get your feedback as well about what you find is a challenge. So this is why, you know, a few times a year I run these webinars and and even, you know, training face-to-face because it's so much about coming back what, what, what can get, you know, and be a challenge for people. And I know that sometimes it can be about obviously like your connection with your clients and that naturally we're more drawn to some people than others. And so we might be more productive and more willing to support some people than others if they, you know, don't necessarily want our help and have this perception that, you know, they can do things independently without our service assistance and so forth. Not to mention if there's an element of cognitive decline, dementia and so forth. So some strategies that we use to over-procrastination might in fact not be helpful for us long term. So what I want to talk about is here, you know, when we feel like we are under a lot of pressure and we have so much going on for us, what do we naturally do? We put in extra working hours. We might, you know, move the deadlines. Oh, it's due today. Okay, can I get extension and do it in a week's time? Or we might, you know, start multitasking. So we, you know, we've got five, six tabs open at the same time and we're just trying to do things simultaneously. So while these strategies may help you deal in that moment, they are more reactive to feeling overwhelmed and can only help in the short term. So it's not sustainable to be doing long hours on an ongoing basis, 
constantly pushing around deadlines, moving them and multitasking all the time. And so therefore, these strategies don't actually help you become more productive and it reduces your efficacy and your effectiveness. So you can take longer periods to complete your task if you're multitasking. And if you decide to work longer hours, fatigue can set in, which can reduce your performance and concentration. So when we multitask, it can also reduce the effectiveness of our performance. This is because our brains are only designed to do one thing at a time. So let's not get on sidetrack, go, oh, you know, um, men versus women and multitasking, different genders and, and age groups and all that. Realistically, if we're set there to do one task at a time, be it, you know, write a report or be it do an activity, it's really hard to be like doing an activity and doing something else on top of it. Um, unless you're doing activity to like reduce someone's isolation, doing an activity to build connection with a with a client, doing activity to get to know them, or you know, perhaps if you're doing some type of informal assessment as well. So when we are multitasking, what's really important to do is to know, well, this is not sustainable and we can only do it for a short period of time. When we are switching tasks, what we end up doing is this cost that we incur, which is you know a switch cost, which means that you're not performing as well as if you did the task one at a time. So, you know, even if you're, if you're relaxing on the weekend and you're trying to make a dish and you go, oh, you know what, I'll do a couple of different dishes at the same time and so save money and time for later. And if you're not giving your 100% to that task, what can happen? Your meal could be undercooked, it could be overcooked, maybe you've missed some ingredients. And so the same principle can be used in your workplace as well. Like when you're trying to multitask your things, you can make make more errors, make mistakes that, you know, perhaps you wouldn't do if you just focused on one thing at a time. So we need to think about how can we minimize, minimize our distractions and focus on task to have it achieved um, with our undivided attention with only that one thing that we need to do at that point of time. So what that might look like is, you know, you have a client who has high level of support needs, who perhaps every morning needs to have that reassurance that they're being checked up on, who need to know what's happening for that day. So instead of, you know, multitasking, just going and spending two minutes, 120 seconds with that person one-on-one, might set them up for a good day as opposed to like you popping in briefly you know five times for 20 seconds at a time so popping in once in a cool calm collected state giving them a rundown of what's happening for the day what day it is what you know what you need them to do you know i need you to have a shower with such and such this is what's happening today this is what we're having for lunch can make so much difference for that person and also give you that sense of satisfaction that you've gone to them seen them and have given them that reassurance or plan of what, what's happening for the day. So when we think about that, it's, it really comes down, it's not about the quantity of time. It's not about, oh, you know, I've got to do so many things, you know, in, in a day. It's really about the, that quality of time. So sometimes, you know, as I said, if you go five times to the client's room in a nursing home and give them five different tip, pieces of information – you know, that, that's you taking time out of whatever else you're doing five times, deleting bits and bits of information. They maybe they're not heard everything you've said. They may be not understood, not remembered. 
But if you do it once in one, you know, with your undivided attention for two minutes, maybe even writing down a couple of notes and points to jot down their memory so they remember what you discussed, can be far more effective and beneficial for that person. So I I think that understanding that in order to boost our productivity, we really need to look at what is it, what are the barriers that are affecting it? And, you know, for a lot of us, the barriers are that we are overworked, that we have lots to do, that, you know, deadlines are, you know, creeping up or we've got compliance to meet, you know. And so it could be about teamwork that is also affecting how, um, how productive we are. And so it could be about um, one person feeling like they're doing a lot more than someone else in their team and that they're really pulling the weight for the whole team to get um, things done in the morning. So say, you know, all the clients to be showered or all the clients to come and join the activity and that there's uneven distribution in terms of what I do versus what you do. And and so that can really drive a lot of that, um, you know, feeling of like, you know, dissatisfaction, feeling um, that the workload distribution is not even. And that can lead us to feeling more resentment, um, maybe towards the work that we do, towards our colleagues. And so really being able to articulate what the actual problem is and, and, and how we respond to what is going on can make, you know, big, big difference in terms of just working out um, – what are the things that can change? What are the things that are in our control and that we can, you know, look into as well? So my strategy for you as an individual for boosting your productivity is really looking for those easy wins. So what I would suggest to do is to look at how we can tackle a task that will give us an easy win for the day. Getting us started and moving, feeling accomplished, increasing our engagement and increasing your motivation. So do something first thing that, you know, that's easy. I can do it. Tick it off my list. Think, you know, tick off my to-do list and I'm done. Um, deadlines are effective, way of keeping people on track and making them use their time effectively. But it's important to note, though, that is your deadline, Does it? Is it really a realistic deadline that you want to do? Like what, what kind of deadline are you setting there? Is it like a complete transformation? Is it a little bit too much of what you want to achieve? So looking at how we can set those smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and timely goals. Um, and so it really needs to be about, you know, those goals being specific, so not like I want to overhaul X, Y, Z. Like what, what, what actually is it that you want to achieve within that limited time frame that you are setting there? And is it really something that is a priority or realistic? So what I would recommend doing is spending, first of all, a time ahead. So spending maybe a week writing down what, when you start a task, when you stop, and how often you were distracted as well. So for this, um, for this to work, you really need to be honest, and that way you can use this data to create your own timeframes around how much you can realistically achieve within a specified period of time. Is it really realistic to do this? Um, are we setting goals that are too high and achievable? Are we setting goals that are too easy and that we can achieve very easily? So just finding that balance between those can really help you drive that productivity and, and being able to recognize what is the priority and what is the focus 
I know that like with my workload and um, what I have on, I, I look at planners ahead. And so like I map out, even like coming here to the studio and doing the podcast, I have set days every quarter where I come to the studio, record the podcast. I know what I'm going to talk about. I know what my deadline is when I need to be in the studio. I know, um, you know, how many episodes I need to record. And tell you what, it's such a great feeling at the end of the day when I finish my recording, um, knowing that that's been accomplished. It'd be a lot harder if it was just like one episode here or there. So batching for me really helps. That's one way that I overcome my own, you know, challenges with productivity and with time. Let me take a short break. And then when we come back, I will talk to you a bit about team cooperation before we finish up this episode. Hey there, Julie here. And you are listening to a special edition of my podcast, Voice of Age Care. In this six-episode edition, we are exploring key challenges that arise for the age care workforce. We're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. In recent years, we've seen workplace wellness and employee well-being move up the priority lists. We are way more aware of the importance of worker well-being, both at work and personally. And this was the key research topic for my doctorate. Now, if this topic resonates with you and you want to learn more on how I may be able to support you and your team, let's connect. Please visit my website, wisecare.com.au forward slash resilience and fill in the details and my team will be in touch with you. That is wisecare.com.au forward slash resilience. Now let's get back to the episode. All right. We are listening to episode four of this special edition of Voice of Age Care, and we're talking about better productivity in age care. So to finish up this episode, I wanted to talk to you about how we can boost productivity in our teams. So one of the ways I look at that is really looking at, can an email fix this problem or do we need to have a meeting about it? So examining the frequency of your meetings, for example, can really be Beneficial, how much time are we actually using it? So do we have a morning huddle time that we, you know, get together, have a handover? Do we set up a specific question time so that we're not constantly disrupting our colleagues with questions that we have time that we go through that? And we also, what I find might work for teams is really making tasks visible for everyone else to see. So maybe that's about, you know, sharing the calendar or your to-do list so that others can see what you've got going on. Maybe, you know, utilizing the whiteboards about deadlines and timeframes that we have for for clients and what, you know, if they need to be ready by a set time, if they need to be out, if they need to have a review, an assessment activity, just making it clear and visible to everyone. And what we also have to agree on is our standardized contact for method for emergencies. So if there is an emergency in place, that we know how to escalate it so that sometimes it doesn't feel like, um, you know, the boy who cried wolf, that we are actually escalating things that are really important to us and that are an emergency and that the whole team knows and agrees on methods for that communication so that we can, you know, come together as a team, resolve the problem first and hand and deal with it efficiently and effectively. 
Productivity is something that we all need to work on. And it's, it's really, uh, you know, as the quote says, working on the right thing is probably more important than working hard. So picking on what is the priority, working through that, sticking to a time frame, sticking, you know, trying to minimize your your distractions. If you know that, you know, you are distracted by constantly checking emails or constantly, you know, checking your phone and social media, looking at when you have your time of focus, how you can minimize that and the, the, the benefits that that will bring to you and your productivity. Hope you got a few good inspirations from this episode and I'll see you next time. Well, that is another episode of The Voice of Age Care done and dusted. Make sure you don't miss out when I release another episode by becoming a subscriber on your app of choice. And if you can, please leave a review too. I'd love to know what you think of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is go straight over to wisecare.com.au forward slash resources check out my latest resources you can download for free could be a book chapter 20 strategies to boost engagement with elders or my most popular resource five facts about me worksheet you'll be sure to find them all there wisecare.com.au forward slash resources i'll see you at the next episode